Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. And folks, it is the aftermath of one of the best Carabao Cup ties we have seen in many a year. Liverpool 3, Leicester City 3, and the Reds threw on penalties 5 goals to 4. Liverpool lined up with Cuevin Kelleher in goal, Connor Bradley at right-back, Joe Gomez and Billy Kometio at centre-back, Costa Simicus at left-back, a midfield of Henderson, Morton and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, and up front, Nico Williams filling in on the right wing, Bobby Firmino through the middle, and Minamino, Taki Minamino on the left. A weaker team, I think, than most people expected. Leicester, on the other hand, went with a very strong team. Schmeichel in goal, Pereira at right-back, Ndidi and Sionchu in the middle, Thomas at left-back, a sort of diamondy midfield of Sumare, Tielemans, Dewsbury Hall and Madison, and then Vardy and Daka up front. On the bench, they had Bertrand, Albrighton, Ianacho, Perez, Vestigard, Mendy, Luckman, Harvey Nelson, and some name that I'm not going to try and pronounce, because I will make a mess of it. Uh, Liverpool had Kanate, Milner, Keita, Jota, Gordon, Beck, Kwanzaa, Waltman, and Pitaluga. Leicester's team surprisingly strong, given Brendan Rodgers had told us that they were just decimated by COVID and decimated by injuries. Almost as if there might have been some excuse-making almost as if maybe some of the COVID cases weren't all that real. And there'll be more on that later on. But a really strong Leicester team flew out of the traps. And they went 1-0 up on nine minutes through Jamie Vardy. Liverpool's defence carved open. And Vardy makes it 1-0. A minute later, the first moment of real controversy in the game. Tyler Morton flies into a tackle on Ricardo Pereira. He's given a yellow card. And at the time... You thought, yellow card, fine, let's get on with it. The more you see the tackle, the clearer it is. It should have been a straight red. Now, Tyler Morton's not a dirty player. He's not an overly aggressive player. This was a young kid getting caught up in the moment, playing in a big cup match at Anfield, under the lights. And unfortunately for him, it is a shocker of a tackle. When you watch it back, it is a shocker. And Liverpool were very, very lucky that Tyler Morton wasn't sent for an early bat. He should have been sent off. And since we were so critical of Harry Kane and his challenge against Andy Robertson, I think it's important that we're balanced and point out the fact that Morton should have gone. From there, Leicester go two up. Vardy again on 13 minutes. Again, the Liverpool defence is a little bit all at sea. 
And then Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain gets Liverpool back into the game on 19. Great work in the box by Bobby Firmino. Feeds Ox on the edge of the box. A great finish. Gives Schmeichel no chance. Disguises the shot beautifully. It's a great goal. 2-1. We're back in this. And then we're not. 33 minutes. James Madison. It's an absolutely sensational goal. It really is a sensational goal. It gives Kelleher no chance. Right in the top corner. Absolutely no way to stop that. Tremendous goal. He's been given some criticism for the way he celebrated with the knee slide. If anyone scored that goal, they would celebrate the way he did. Let's be fair on this. The goal is a cracker. And deserves to be celebrated as such. It doesn't matter if it's a weakened Liverpool team. The goal is absolutely outstanding. So, fair play to him. It's about the only good thing he did on the night. I think it was around this point you could really start to hear Feed the Scousers coming from the Leicester fans. Which is really disappointing. It's disappointing from any fan base that they would sing that. But, when you consider the level of childhood poverty in Leicester, you really do have to question whether there's functioning brains in, in these people. If there are any Leicester fans who accidentally, you know, listen to this, don't worry about feeding the Scousers. What you should do is worry about feeding the people in your own city. Worry about feeding the kids in your own city. So if you've got a little bit of extra money with the week that's in it, Go and get some food, donate it to a local food bank and help some other family who's struggling to find food for Christmas. The Feed the Scousers chant seemed to ignite Anfield. And all of a sudden the atmosphere picked up. Liverpool came out in the second half with some changes made. Jürgen had seen enough. James Milner came on for Tyler Morton. Diogo Jota came on for Conor Bradley. And Ibu came on for Kometheo. Now, look, Morton, Bradley and Kometheo, they're kids. They're very young kids. They've no real experience at this level. And it showed. It showed. They were all poor. There's no point in sugarcoating it. They all had poor nights. But they will learn from it and they will grow. Leicester made a change on 56, bringing on Ianacho for Dhaka. I should point out, Leicester had to make a change in the first half. Albrighton came on for Pereira, who lasted about half an hour after the challenge by Morton, but never looked comfortable. Uh, there's some questions today over whether or not he has a potential long-term injury. We'll keep our fingers crossed that he doesn't. But... um yeah, he, he looks like he could be done for a little while. On 59 minutes, Klopp made another change. Because things weren't going well. Things still hadn't improved. And he hauled off as captain. Jordan Henderson had had an absolute stinker of a performance. As bad as the kids were, Henderson was probably the worst player on the pitch in the first half. Absolutely nowhere defensively and offering absolutely nothing on the ball. Unfortunately for him, it's the type of performance we've seen a number of t- a number of times this season. On 60, 
Brendan Rodgers made the change that his own supporters had been dreading. He brought on Yannick Vestigard for Kagra Sionshu and Ryan Bertrand for Kiernan Dewsbury Hall. Now, Dewsbury Hall had been playing well. Sionshu had picked up an injury. So Pereira and Sionshu rushed back in for this game, both of them now injured. He had to bring on Bertrand because he had to go to a back five because, let's be real, you couldn't play a back four with Albrighton as a full-back and Didi and Vestigard as your centre-backs and Thomas as your left-back. On 68 minutes, Liverpool are back in the game. Taki Minamino with a great assist and Diogo Jota with a stunning finish. Got so much power in the shot with his left foot that he gave Kasper Schmeichel absolutely no chance. Owen Beck came on for Costa Simicus on 80, and I thought Costa's played well. I thought Beck looked good when he came on. And then the game seemed to sort of be drifting to the point where we weren't going to get the equaliser. We were pushing for it. We were the better team across the last half hour. They'd set back into that back five. But it's a Brendan Rodgers team. You know they're not going to be well coached defensively. It's got Vestigard and Bertrand in it, two Brendan Rodgers signings. Bertrand, you'll remember, he tried to bring to Liverpool. Uh, Vestigard, people were calling him a great defender last year. There was people saying, oh, he's the next Van Dijk. No, he's the next Lovren. And he played next to Bednarak, and Bednarak made him look good. And I said last season, a fool will buy him thinking he's good. Well, Step to the plate, Brendan Rodgers. You once bought Lovren, who'd been carried by Font. Now you bought Vestigard, who'd been carried by Bednarak. And he's been so bad since joining that you didn't even start him last night. You came out crying in your post-match press conference that you had to start him. Didi, no, you didn't. You had Vestigard on the bench. You could have started him. Anyway, James Milner lofts the ball into the box on 95. Leicester defence misses it. It's a brilliant chess control by Taki Minamino and a fabulous finish. It may well be one of the best goals of the season. It is a brilliant control and finish in front of the cop. Taki wheels away in celebration. The cop explodes. It's joy everywhere. And with this competition not having extra time, Straight to penalties we go. Yuri Thielemann steps up, 1-0 Leicester. James Milner, never in doubt, 1-1. James Madison steps up, 2-1 Leicester. Bobby Firmino, little bit of a shuffle. It's 2-2. Mark Albrighton makes it 3-2 Leicester. But Ox steps up, excellent penalty, 3-3. Luke Thomas, it's a good penalty. It's a great save by Cuevin Callagher. It is an outstanding save by the young Irishman. Naby Keita steps up. Naby had been incredible since coming on. He may well have been man of the match in just the 25-30 minutes that he played. Naby steps up and puts his penalty in the top corner. I should point out, Kasper Schmeichel had decided to try and engage the Liverpool players in some sort of weird mind games and never got close to any of these penalties. 
Ianacho steps up. It's 4-4, but Liverpool are yet to take their final penalty. And Taki Minamino steps up, and he can win it for Liverpool. And unfortunately, he goes for power, and he blasts it over the crossbar. So we're back to square one. It's 4-4, Leicester to take. Ryan Bertrand steps up. It's not a good penalty, but it is a good save by Cueving Kelleher. Second save of the shootout by the big man. And Diogo Jota steps up. And if we had questions about which is his stronger foot, because let's be fair, there seems to be very little difference between them. The guy is a brilliant finisher with either foot and his head, to be fair, but we knew he wasn't taking the penalty with his head. He steps up with his right foot and buries it in the bottom corner. And our boys celebrate like they've just won a cup, and rightly so. Because to come from 3-1 down, to equalise as late as we did, and then to overcome that starting eleven with our starting eleven, and then the subs we made, was a massive, massive achievement. A massive achievement. And it can't be overlooked. The draw was made after the game. And Liverpool drew Arsenal in the semi-finals. And the first leg is to be played away. There has been some talk that the second leg of Carabao Cup semi-finals could be scrapped. Now, I don't know if that will mean that it will just be one leg at the Emirates or if they'll move it to a neutral ground. Neutral ground would be fairest. You know, you'd imagine Villa Park would make a lot of sense. And then maybe use the Emirates for the Chelsea-Tottenham game. Something along those lines. Or use the London Stadium, maybe. But Liverpool-Arsenal, Chelsea-Tottenham are the semi-finals. You would imagine ourselves and Chelsea would be the two favourites to go through. Tottenham were a little bit lucky to scrape past West Ham. West Ham missed a number of decent chances. Lloris made a couple of great saves. Chelsea beat Brentford 2-0 with, to be fair, a skeleton team themselves. And obviously, Arsenal were very comfortable in beating Sunderland 5-1. Jurgen Klopp said after the game that his regret with Liverpool is he didn't come to the club early. He regrets that he didn't join the club earlier in his career, that he hadn't had more time here. Well, Jürgen, it's very easy, my friend. Very easy. Ring John. He's probably got a phone on the yacht. Ring John and tell him you want a 10-year contract. No one will be mad. We'll all happily accept it. Get yourself all the money. 20 million a year, 10 years, bargain, bargain. For what you've brought to this club, bargain. 10-year contract, 20 million a year, sign the damn thing and stick around because this club is yours. You're responsible for this group of players. You're responsible for nights like last night. You're responsible for a league title in the Champions League. We'd like more silverware. 
that's the one little gripe that we have. We would like more silverware, but we understand you're competing with clubs owned by countries, with you know, the mega rich, which Liverpool are not. But last night was magnificent. And to see Brendan Rodgers looking so smug at halftime and so devastated after the final whistle was a thing of beauty. And Leicester fans appear to be turning on the brudge. Yes, he won an FA Cup. This is the club who sacked Claudio Ranieri after he'd won the Premier League. Like, think about the fact that Leicester City won the Premier League and sacked the fellow who won it for them, the manager who won it for them, less than a year later. Winning the FA Cup, great, but they'd won cups before. You know, it's a good achievement, not a great achievement. You had a squad more than capable of winning a cup. You had a squad capable of winning, of getting top four, and you bottled that twice. You bottled top four twice. You should easily have qualified in the 2021 season. You definitely should have qualified last season. You bottled it both times. You've been an embarrassment in Europe, and your FA Cup may not save you. The fans are turning against you. It's the third year rot for the Broad. We saw it at Liverpool. We're seeing it now at Leicester. It's setting in. There's very little chance of him rectifying it and turning things around and getting the ball back on side. Enough people now want Brendan out that I think we will start to hear him get booed a few times, which to me is a glorious thing. Something that's not glorious, Liverpool's game on Boxing Day is off. Liverpool Leeds has been called off due to a COVID outbreak at Leeds. Paul Joyce reports a request was made by by Leeds to the Premier League. The board concluded that Leeds will not be able to fulfil their fixture this weekend due to the number of players with COVID-19 injuries and illness. The club's training ground has also been closed. Now, isn't it a little bit convenient that they get COVID at this point when they've just been absolutely battered twice? Hammered by City 7-0. Torn apart by Arsenal. Game ends 4-1. Arsenal should have won by a lot more. Jack Harrison is injured. Liam Cooper is injured. Calvin Phillips is injured. Patrick Bamford is injured. Rodrigo is injured. Struyek, James, Cresswell and Loriente. All injured. Isn't it a bit convenient that all of a sudden they've got some COVID cases? Didn't have a single one the other day. Now they've got, they've got loads apparently. And isn't it a little bit convenient that they get to avoid playing Liverpool when they're without all of those players and avoid the potential of another absolute hammering like City already gave them? So now Liverpool are going to be at a competitive disadvantage. By the time Liverpool play them, most of those players will be back. By the time Liverpool play them, AFCON could be on. Salah could be away. Mane could be away. 
Naby could be away. By the time Liverpool play them, they'll be a completely different team to the team that City got to play. And I did say that it wouldn't surprise me if we saw teams start to fudge their COVID numbers. I believe Leicester fudged theirs. And I think Leeds are fudging theirs. It's doubly bad for Liverpool because Andy Robertson was set to miss the Leeds game and the Leicester League game as part of his three-game suspension for kicking Emerson Royale. He missed last night, obviously, is the first game of it. Now, with the Leeds game moved, he misses the Chelsea game. How's that right? That's not a massive issue because Costa Simicus has been really good this season. But that's also unfair. Whatever we get them, we need to absolutely tear them asunder. We need to absolutely smack the life out of Leeds United when we play them. Let's move around the main Liverpool sites. Obviously, this is Anfield. Heavy, heavy post-match coverage. Lots and lots of stuff on there. And there's an article about the postponement of the Liverpool-Leeds game. So do check that stuff out. On Liverpool.com, again, there's some post-match stuff. There's a piece about Joe Matip and how he's quietly become one of the best defenders in the Premier League. I think we may soon need to have a little chat about Joe. Because there's been, yes, he's had some excellent games this season. But he's had some bad games this season. He's poor against Spurs. Poor against Brentford. There's been a few others as well where he hasn't been great. West Ham, he was awful. There's been a f- just a few too many poor performances from Joel that are below the level that he's capable of. Now, obviously, he makes up for it. The dribbling, the adventures are magnificent. The personality is tremendous. The tantrums are great. But I would like to see a bit more consistency from Joel. I really would like to see that. Because right now, I think Ibu is pushing him really, really close. And we still have Joe Gomez at the club, who has previously held the spot ahead of Joel Matta. Now, Gomez had a bit of a, a mixed night last night. Didn't look comfortable next to Kimetio. Looked like a Don then next to... Kanate. Kanate, by the way, snatching the soul of Jamie Vardy, who was on a hat-trick and then never got a kick, to go with the souls of Cristiano, Zlatan. We might have to start calling him the legend killer. He just takes them out of games. They can't do a thing against him. Joel is having a good season. I don't know that he's having the great season that some people are making him out to have. Just my opinion. Um, the Media Digest piece is entitled Liverpool want transfer of Colombian Cristiano Ronaldo as Real Madrid are set to accept £34 million offer um, right Sporting Director speaks out on transfer target oh this part is about Kasper Kozlowski the Polish Kevin De Bruyne 
who uh, allegedly could soon be on his way to England, uh, the sporting director of his club, has come out and said, we are fighting for him to stay with us, but it might be hard. We are in talks with an English club. I think that by making this choice, Patrick, or sorry, Ka- Patrick, Casper Ka- went in the direction that it would not be a big club. That would indicate it's not Liverpool. That would indicate it's Brighton. And Brighton is probably the better move for him right now. Uh, Jonathan David, has his agent has come out and said that he will leave Lille in the summer. This will be his last year. His goal is to finish the season with Lille, but this will be his last season there for several reasons. He's been linked with Liverpool for many a year. And obviously, a number of other Premier League clubs have shown interest. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Uh, the Colombian Cristiano Ronaldo is Luis Diaz. I'm very much in favour of the idea of Liverpool signing Diaz. 14 goals and 4 assists this season. 24 years of age. Has all the attributes he'd be looking for as a wide forward. Could enable Mane maybe to move more centrally. Definitely somebody... Liverpool should be keeping tabs on. Ignore the release clause. He'll go for a lot less than that. Real Madrid ready to accept offer. Liverpool have reportedly put down an offer of thirty-four million for Marco Asensio. Well, it's from El Nacional, so we can absolutely dismiss it as utter nonsense. But um, Marco Asensio would be a really bad fit at this point. Unfortunately, he never recovered from the ACL tear. He was the player. Liverpool were rumoured to be strongly interested in a few years back, but he's never been the same since that ACL tear, unfortunately. So, uh, no, we won't put any stock in that. Luis Diaz, the video will take from the Media Digest this week. Uh, on AnfieldIndex.com, there is the new post-match Raw. Uh, it is Guy hosting with Mark Roberts and Stephen Beaumont-Adam post-match medium rare discussing Liverpool versus Leicester so do check that out uh, there is a new scouted out Liverpool versus Leeds a little bit pointless now but it's there if you want to listen to it uh, there's also the new under pressure the new minefield the new fatigue index all well worth your while having a listen and that is it folks that is me for today I will see you tomorrow don't know what we're going to talk about tomorrow because there's no game now on Boxing Day, but I will be here tomorrow to give you 20 minutes of sunshine. It's how I like to see it on these cold winter days. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Oh,